burn the white flag. I normally, on Easter, I will do a standalone series, but I've been preparing for this uh, series for a while, and I just felt uh, led of the Lord to, to go ahead and launch it today. And I believe the reason is, is because it ties so beautifully to what uh, Jesus did for us. And you'll understand this a little bit more as we get into this, but honestly, this is just foundational today. Uh, but I want to encourage you, if you can uh, make it uh, uh, just a, 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 uh, every weekend during this series, I want to encourage you to do that because I believe it will help you to fulfill what God has for you and to also receive all that He has for you. Uh, you know, the, the children of Israel, it's, uh, it's unfortunate, but the children of Israel, they went up, t- right in, up to the border of the promised land, all that God had for them, and they didn't enter in. Uh, the Bible says that they sent in 12 spies, and out of the 12, 10 came back, and 10 brought back an evil report, said, we cannot do it. We can't go in and get it. And the Bible says that they brought back a cluster of grapes, that it was flowing with milk and honey, honey. And literally, that, that term, uh, flowing with milk and honey, means that this land, this land there is, is uh, full of prosperity and health for us. And so God, God has great things for us. And, and so I want you and I to, to uh, experience that, that land that God has for us. But in order to do that, we're going to have to burn the white flag. Uh, the children of Israel raised the fl- white flag and said, we can't do it. And so here's what we're going to do. We're going to start out with Luke chapter 18. You guys ready? You engaged? You ready uh, to get the... Okay, Luke 18, verse 1. It says, then he spoke a parable to them, Jesus. And he said this, that men always ought to pray. And what's interesting is he tied prayer into what I'm going to tell you. He says that men ought to always pray and not lose heart. Now, that doesn't mean that we pray 24-7. What it means is that we don't give up in our prayer life, that we have a daily prayer life with God. And, and the Bible says that we need to be a people of prayer or else we end up losing heart. What's interesting in that scripture, the, 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 uh, the term losing heart, when you go into the original Greek as it was... It was uh, first written, and you begin to look in and you begin to see what that means, you realize that there's a lot of meanings that God intended for that, that Greek word to lose heart. As a matter of fact, I want to give it to you today. It means this. It means to faint. Have you ever fainted? Yeah. And you just, you just, you're just exhausted or whatever, and it's like, ah, oh, I'm done. And you fainted. It also means, it also means to turn out to be a coward. And, and I think all of us, whether we admit it or not, all of us have, have succumbed to that from time to time where we just, we were a coward about something and we gave up. We just, we just, that's, we're, we're done. And it also means to lose courage. It means to be slothful in duty. I love this. It means to lose uh, soul and heart. And it means to, it means this, to grow weary. And I'm going to tell you, in this life, there's going to be times where we're going, to, we're going to grow weary. And I'll talk about that today. It also means, literally, in the Greek, it means to throw in the towel. And it means, I'm done. And then it means this, to wave the white flag. And then it means to give up. 
And, and the reason I say this is I think too many times we're giving up on the promises of God. We're giving up on the, on the, uh, the, the promised land that God has for us. We're giving up on the things that God has for us and wants for us. And we're not, we're not seeing it through, and therefore we don't know what we've missed. And, uh, and, and I, talked, I, was ta- I ordered some sound equipment today, or not today, this week. <laughs> this day. And I ordered some sound equipment this, this week, and I was talking to the guy that's uh, uh, our rep, and uh, he's also a sound tech, he's a worship pastor and everything, and, and was talking about all, these, uh, all this equipment, and was talking about in-ear monitors. He says, your, your worship team don't know what they're missing. They don't know what they've missed or what they're missing until they've had it. And, and I, I'm, I'm here to tell you, you probably, if you quit and if you give up and if you throw up your hands, you just don't know what you're missing. And we cannot, we cannot uh, uh, stop in the process. We need to let the process have its work in order to experience what God has for us. And uh, I loved how Luke 18, 1 out of the Amplified puts it. It says, also Jesus told him a parable to effect that, to this, to the effect that they ought to always pray and not turn, not turn coward, faint, lose heart, or give up. And as I was thinking about this, I was thinking about the kingdom of God. The, t- the kingdom of God is this. It's a reoccurring theme. And you'll see this throughout scripture. You see it throughout life. It's uh, Satan tries repeatedly, constantly, continually to try to give us to get us to give up, to quit, to throw in the towel, to lose courage, to lose heart and soul, to faint. I'm going to tell you that there's so many circumstances that we're uh, going through on a daily basis that that's coming against us, that it's a, re, a, a repeating occurrence in our life, and the whole purpose for it is so that we just say, enough's enough, I don't want to do it anymore, and then we fall short of what God has for us. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. I don't know what it is, where it is. I know that God's going to speak a lot of things to a lot of different people today. And I'm, I'm telling you, I needed this message this week, and I'll talk about that in just a little bit. But we're talking about Jesus being the resurrection, the life, the truth. I mean, he is, that's what we're here to celebrate, right, today? We're here to celebrate his resurrection. And I want to take you to Hebrews chapter 12. I saw this as I was studying over this several weeks, and, and it says this. It says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside... That word lay aside means to roll, throw off. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin so, uh, which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. How? Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of, of the throne of God. Jesus endured all the, all the way to the bitter end until he could say, it's finished. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that he didn't throw in the towel, that he didn't raise the white flag, that he didn't lose courage or lose heart and soul? 
Aren't you glad that he didn't faint? Aren't you glad that, that he just continued on in his duty and what he had to do here on this earth? Until the very end, he did that. And because of that, I've been set free. And if you've ever, if you ever sat down with me and, and was, have been able to hear my story, you know that there's a real God. And that he's, a wor- he's at work in my life. And I'm here to tell you that he wants to work in every one of our lives, no matter who we are in our lives. And so, here's what I want us to look at, a couple of things. First of all, your life is more valuable than you really think it is. It really is. He's saying, he's saying don't, don't throw in, don't throw in the, the, the towel. Don't raise that white flag. You need to run your race because there's things that need to take place in and through your life. And if you don't, then it might not get done. Every one of us have a part to play in what God's doing here on this earth. Some of us are engaged in it and connected to it. Some of us not. But today, we need to, we need to be aware that He has a plan and a purpose, and He wants to use us mightily here on this earth. And we got to burn the flight white flag, not raise it. Amen? And so with that being said, I, I, I made a statement, if you're following along in the notes, and it's this. There's too much at stake to not keep running with endurance the race that is set before us. There's too much at stake. Let me tell you what's at stake. People that don't know Christ, that may never hear about Him, never connect to Him, never have a relationship with Him, if you don't help them. There's far too many people that needs you in your just your everyday relationships your family they need you to they need you not to raise that white flag they need you to burn that flag and say I'm going on I'm going on with Jesus I'm going on with his plan I'm going on with his purpose they need you to raise they need you to burn that white flag not raise it amen, amen? amen. you going to help me preach this morning yes. uh, because I'm telling you God has great great things for us Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Right. How many of us can truly say we're living an abundant life? That we're really truly enjoying life to its fullest. I, 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 I enjoy, for the most part, I enjoy life. Doesn't mean that we don't have some challenges. Again, I'm going to talk about some of that today. But I'm here to tell you, people need you. The church, your church needs you. They need you to continue on. How many of you like Christmas? You know that Easter got here very, very quick. And you know that Christmas will be here in about two weeks. I mean, the way it's going, it's going to be right in a couple of weeks. They'll be here before you know it. How many of you have a, a tradition to watch It's a Wonderful Life? The movie, okay? There's some people that do. How many have watched that movie, It's a Wonderful Life? Okay, lots of... How many, it doesn't matter whether you have or not, you're not going to raise your hand. <laughs> I wouldn't know if that's you because you're not raising your hand. But if you watch that movie, you, you realize when you're, you're removed from the equation how important your life is. If you were able to go and look and see the impact that your life can make on so many people's li- in so many people's lives, 
God needs you. Other people need you Amen. to not quit, to not stop believing God, using your faith, having a daily prayer with Him, having fellowship with the believers, uh, reaching out to those that know, don't know Christ, those that are far from Him. God needs you. So what keeps us from running this race with endurance? What is it that prevents us from moving forward? There was two things that were laid out. First of all, every weight. Remember it said that? That we're to lay aside every weight. Do you know that weights will hold us back? And I'm here to tell you that there are all kinds of weights in life that hold us back. I looked up that word weight. It's interesting. That word weight means a bending by its load. You're, you're just, you're just oh, I'm just burdened by that load. It's just weighing me down. You ever felt weighed down by life? Life circumstances, life situations, by the things that are going on at work, at home, in finances, in life in general. Not to mention the spiritual aspect of spiritual attacks that so many people are not even aware of that take place on a daily basis. Just weighed down to the point of just bending It it also means a heaviness. It means a feeling of oppression or pressure. Pressure because of circumstances that influence our decisions and our actions. And so the Bible says that we need to understand that there are weights out there designed to get us to raise the white flag, to throw in the towel, to lose courage, to lose heart and soul, to, get, to, to grow weary in our life. There are, there are situations out there that do that. And I'm here to tell you that the devil uses things to do that. Remember, he came to Jesus. He tried to get Jesus to throw in the white towel during a time of temptation. Listen, Jesus was tempted to do it. Many people don't realize that. The Bible says that he was tempted by the devil. That means that he, he, there was a consideration there for just a moment. He didn't give in to that temptation. And just because temptation comes to you doesn't make it wrong. Are you understanding? It's when you give in to that temptation that makes it wrong. Right. Temptation comes to us all. And I'm here to tell you that he comes back over and over and he tries to put that weight on our, us and tries to get us weighed down so that we would quit. Luke 4.13 says this, Now when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. Interesting. That means he's going to look for other opportunities to come and weigh us down. So every weight will keep us from from running that race if we give into it. Secondly, he says, every sin that so easily ensnares. So easy, it's every, every sin that so easily ensnares us. Notice, notice here that sin can come in and ensnare us very easily. Most people don't realize what sin is. Sin is anything outside of God's will. Sin is when we know to do right and we don't do it. Sin is when we know to not do something and we do it. Sin is any time when we put anything before God in His Word in our life. That's what sin is. And can I tell you that every one of us from time to time will allow sin into our life that weighs us down and will cause us to quit? 
Sin will cause you and I to quit, give up, move away. It begins to condemn our hearts. Our hearts know it. We get weighed down. Today, I believe that God's going to cleanse our hearts. He's going to set us free. Some of you, 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 uh, you God wants to cleanse you today. You came in with a, a dirty heart, an unclean heart, a condemned heart. And God's going to set you free today. The Bible says in Mark chapter 4, verse 19, the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, the desires of other things enter in and choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. That means when we allow things to get before God, in front of what God has and wants and desires for us, that it chokes out God's word in our life. In other words, it sets God aside. It says, it pushes him aside because those other things take precedence in our life. And this happens to every one of us, those temptations. Are you with me still? And so let me make this statement because I don't want to give you the problem. I want to give you the solution. Okay? Isn't that right? Because we all know when we've blown it. We all know when we've done a piece of stupid. Right? So let me, let, me, let me make this statement and then I want to give you, I want to give you, uh, I want to give you the solution. In this world, there's going to be endless cycle of pressures aimed at getting us to surrender and quit. Endless. It's constant. Today, some of you, there's going to be some things happen and you're going to want to quit on something, someone, some issue some pursuit, some action because of that endless, constant pressure that's coming in your life. And it's just like, it's, what, what's that saying? It's the, something that broke the camel's back. The straw. the straw that broke the camel's back. It's just like that one more, that I cannot handle it. I'm done. That pressure. <laughs> I'm just through. So let me give you some solution here that I believe that Scripture uh, points out and just as quickly as I can. So what keeps us in that race? What keeps us running? What keeps us enduring in that race? Number one is this, having discipline and determination that's greater than any pressure. Your discipline, your determination has to be greater than any, any pressure that you face in life. Because pressure is something that you can't do. You're not going to be able to wipe it out. It's going to happen. It's just going to happen in life. It's going to come to us all. It doesn't matter who you are, what you've done, what you haven't done. It doesn't matter how good you are or how bad you are. Pressure comes to us all. Pressure because of circumstances. Circumstances, the only way it doesn't come to you is that you're in a coffin and it's, you're done. Isn't that right? But it happens to us all. Listen, I want you going in and tasting the good thing. The... <laughs> I want, us to, I want us to go in into a land that promotes health and prosperity. That's, that's what that promised land was. It promoted health and prosperity. And I want you to experience that health and that prosperity in every area of life. There's no reason why we can't have that taking place as a constant in our life. Where we're just enjoying our life, enjoying uh, our relationships, enjoying uh, our grandchildren. Thank you, Jesus. Enjoying our friendships, enjoying just doing life and ministry. 
And I know that ministry can be tough from time to time. I, I tell people, I tell young ministers, you know, I say, uh, ministry is it's brutal. <laughs> it's beautiful and brutal at the same time, so you call it brutal. And so, and life can be brutal. It's got some beauty, and it's it's got some. It's, it can be brutal. And so we just go on and we go forward, Amen. But notice here, Jesus said, or, or the Hebrews writer says that we need to run with endurance. That word endurance, I've got that on the screen. It means patience. Boy, I, I, we're going to break into that during this series, I'm sure. But it means to bear bear up under. It means quality of character that does not allow itself to surrender to circumstances or succumb under trial. That means we've, we've got a discipline and a determination that does not allow us to quit. And if you know me, you know I have this quality, this character built into me. And it's taken years to get there. It's taken the Holy Spirit working in my life to say, we're going to plow through, we're going to go forward, it's, we're going we're gonna to do that. But I'm here to tell you that the devil will always try, still, 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 will try to come against my life and, and, and make it, make it uh, uh, difficult and put all kinds of pressure on my life. This was one of those weeks. For me, it was one of those weeks. Honestly, I cannot say, I, I, the, the thought passed through my mind. It was a temptation. The, pat, the thought, and I'm be, can I be honest? You don't want me up here lying, right? No. <laughs> Just pressure after pressure after pressure after pressure. Discouraging things. The Bible tells us don't lose courage. That means there's going to be discouraging things in life. There was just some, there's just a, 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 a weight of different things that most people don't even realize, not even my own wife. Stuff that goes on inside too that nobody else sees. And it's just like, this was one of those, one of those weeks from hell. Nobody would know it. You look at my face, I'm smiling I'm, because I'm pressing on. I do have a discipline and I have a determination that we're going to plow through this. And I got through this week. Thank you, Jesus, that I didn't quit. I'm here today, right? I'm here to tell you, I don't care where you're at, even as disciplined as you may be and determined as you may be, you're still going to have that pressure come on you. But you need it in order to get through it. Amen? Amen. Secondly, We need to have a passion and a purpose that's greater than any pressure. Notice in Hebrews 12, it says this in verse 2. It says, Jesus, look, it says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him. Jesus needs to be the passion of our life. The love of our life. I love Jesus with everything that's in me. And, and he is the passion of my life. And, and, and then he said, looking unto, and then he goes on to say, for, uh, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Because I, I believe the joy he was looking at was the joy of 
us. Winning the world. Reaching them. Bringing them into relationship with him. I believe that was the joy that he was looking at. He was able to endure because he had a passion and a purpose that was greater than the pressure. The Bible says that he was so disfigured by the beating that took place. By all that took place. Not to mention all the ridicule, all the emotional beating that took place. All the mental beating that took place. That many people do not even uh, 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 calculate into the equation. All they look at is the physical. You know that people can go through a lot of physical stuff more so than they can go through mental and emotional stuff. But he went through it all. And he endured that cross. Why? Because he had a passion and a purpose that was greater than his pressures. Now here's the problem. Why many people quit is that it's when we go negative. And we, look, we, we start to get our eyes off of Jesus. We start, we start to get our eyes off of the, the joy and we get our eyes on the negative. Every one of us can do that. Please. I tell people all the t- time, you've got to be proactive. One of, our, one of our core values as a church is to, to have a positive attitude, to deliberately choose a positive attitude. Why? Because if we don't, proactively do it, we default to the negative. It's automatic. It just happens. It's, 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 not, it's in the flesh. We tend to look negatively. That's it. I was talking to my daughter-in-law. Many of you know her, Rachel. We was talking Friday night just quickly, and they were uh, dropping off the children, for, and they were going on their date night. And, uh, and we were talking, and, and somebody's name, a couple's name came up, in, 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 in the conversation, and I said, uh, I said I, I, I'm not a big fan of theirs, or some, some comment like that. And immediately, Rachel said this, and I'm glad, because she, it, it caught me. It, 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 it arrested me, because I had gone negative at that point. And it arrested me. She says, I love that couple. And I said, it isn't that I'm... It isn't, and I rethought, I said, please forgive me. I apologize. I said, there was something that they did that I didn't care for. And guess what? Because I'd gone negative, I started being negative towards them. We're all, we, we all go there. We all go there. And why do I bring that up? Because when we go there, we tend to get our eyes off of Jesus. We tend to get our eyes off the joy and that's when we're, we're willing to say, forget it. And I'm here to tell you, the devil's going to come at you with everything to try to get you to go negative. Because when you go negative, everything begins to get negative. And when I got saved, he came at me with everything. He came against my family with everything. He came with divorce. He came with, uh, uh, you know, uh, just my little brother taking his life. He came with uh, finances. He came with health issues. He came with all kinds of stuff. And my mother uh, went through a divorce. My brother, his wife uh, left him and for his best friend. And, and his actually was his pastor. And all of that within just a short season of time and was all sifted. What a pressure that was on our life. 
And the end, the, the, the end result is he, the devil wants me to go negative. Get my eyes on that. Get it on that instead of on Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith, and, and on, the, uh, on the purpose of reaching people and touching people's lives. And so this, this morning, I want to I end with this, a couple of scriptures here. Romans 12, 11 says this, Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. And then it goes on to say in Romans 12, uh, 11, out of the, another translation, be enthusiastic to serve the Lord, keeping your passion towards him boiling hot. You know the difference between boiling hot and non-boiling hot? One degree. It says, radiate with the glow of the Holy Spirit and let him fill you with excitement as you serve him. Don't let anything quench the Holy Spirit in you. Be... be and some of you don't even understand, maybe because you've never been there. We're here for you. We want to help you. In Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Don't burn the white flag. Oh, do burn the white flag. Don't raise the white flag. I said they're wrong. Oh, talking about April Fool's. Somebody came to me and told me the golf cart was on fire and they had to get the fire extinguisher and turn it out. And I just, April Fool's. <laughs> Don't go there. All right. Let's get serious here. I'm going to ask you to take a survey with me today. I do this. If you would, pull out a communication card. If you didn't get a communication card, our ushers right now are going to get one to you. Uh, if you did not get one, everybody in the house, everybody, front row, everybody, all of my leaders, workers, everybody, uh, get out a, a communication card, okay? And if you didn't get one, raise your hand, please. Raise your hand, okay? Raise your hand. We'll get one to you. We have some up here, okay? Put your name on it, on the top. Really quick, really, really quick. I'm just going to take a couple of minutes. There we go. There we go. Thank you, guys. And I'm going to take a survey. I do this every Easter. And I just want to see where people are spiritually. It's a spiritual survey. Number one, and, and where you can put this letter is anywhere on the front of that card. I don't care where you put it, but just put the letter that identifies you. Just put it really big where I can see it. Letter A. I'm already in a real relationship with Jesus. If that identifies you, put A. B, if this identifies you, I'm, being, I'm beginning a real relationship with Jesus today. This is a decision that you're making today. Put B. Letter C, I'd like to consider a little bit more. If that's you, put letter C. And if this is you, letter D, I don't ever intend to make that decision. Just be honest. Let us know. Because I want to be praying for you. Okay? Alright? You got it? got it? Everybody mark it? Everybody got a card? Got We're going to turn these in in just a moment. And so just let me, let, me, let me ask you. If you mark the letter B, I'm going to pray with you because you're ready today. I'm going to pray with you today. And we're all going to join in. But today's your day where you're going to make that relationship uh, sealed with him today. You're going to invite him into your life. 
And so if letter B is your, your letter, then today we're going we're gonna to help you to get connected to Jesus today. Okay, you got it? Let's all pray together.